Hi, and welcome to Storytime with Rabbi Yitzhi Herbs. Hi, everyone. I am your host, Rabbi Yitzhi Herbs, together with... Me, Yossi, his sidekick! Yay! To send much-needed donations to JRoot Radio, the address is JRoot Radio, 2829 Nostrand Avenue, Brooklyn, New York, 11229. 2829 Nostrand Avenue, Brooklyn, New York, 11229. Uh, j Radio can be found on Naki Radio, and it also can be found on j And at 712-432-2444. And that is 712-432-2444. You can call in at 718-506-9099, and you could uh, also follow the archives by following the menu at the end of the show, if you would like to call in to tell us what you learned. So the number is 718-683-5858. Of course, uh, if you would like to text in for information about how to sponsor a program or to advertise, the number to text in is 347-927-8398. Also, if you would like to text in a story suggestion with all its details, the number to text in is 347-927-8398. If you are interested in hiring Rabbi Yitzhi for either live storytelling or storytelling on Zoom, uh, and or if you want to hire Rabbi Yitzhi to do his famous Kayach from the Moyer show, uh, uh, you know, uh, or you're interested in information on how to learn martial arts lessons or Qigong energy exercises, or if you're interested in art lessons or anything of that nature, you know, uh, for more information, call 718-375-1294. The number again is 718-375-1294. Rabbi Yitzhi's CDs are in most stores, and if you have a CD that is not in the store, you can call the 718 number 375-1294 to ask for uh, the current list to be faxed or uh, emailed. Rabbi Yitzhi books are also on sale in stores also at your local farmer store. Okay, hope you don't mind that I did all that. No, it's quite alright, so I guess we could go straight to the story now. Okay, so before I begin the story, I just want to tell everybody that today's story is sponsored as a refuge lema for Yitzvi Yosef Chaim ben Sarah Miriam, and a continuous refuge lema for everybody else that's out there, and uh, and so on, especially for Esther Bas Chayarechel. Okay, now that we got these things out of the way, I have a story request. You do? Which one is it? Well, um, it's very interesting. So somebody uh, sent in an inquiry, and that inquiry was passed on to me. Uh, they wanted to know if I know the story of the mystery of the stolen coins. In some other books, it's called The Mystery of the Gold Coins, and some other story is called The Missing Purse, and whatever it is, and many different versions of it. And I said, I definitely know the story. Ha <laughs> ha, that's great. Uh, so you're going to tell that one? Yeah, I think so. But you know what I do. I know. You clear your throat and you go, 
up. And then you say, Yassi, <clears throat> can you please be quiet and don't interrupt? Okay, maybe I'll be nice and I'll give you a part in the story so you won't interrupt and whatever. And then you go to start the story, right? Uh, yeah, I do that too, but there was something else. Really? Like what? Like what? Well, uh, you know, I always, if I get a story request, I kind of check out the things. So anyway, this is a story that happened in the times of Rav Tzvi Hirsch of Chartikov. And Rav Tzvi Hirsch's last name was Horowitz. You know, he was, I believe, uh, the first Chartikov Rebbe, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Anyways, so what I want to tell you is like this. Are you ready for this? So... Uh, when I saw the story, I liked to research it. So the other character in the story is a person by the name of Maya Amschel. Uh, Maya, Maya Amschel? Uh, 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 what's his last name? Uh, that I don't want to say yet. But anyways, I just want to tell you that I checked out things and I saw that uh, Rav Tzvi Hirsch of Chortikov he was the Rav of Chortikov. When was he born? When was he born? In 1680. When was he Nifta? When was he Nifta? 1753. But why are you asking so quickly? I, I think I know what you're leading up to. You probably found out that if probably during the years of Tzvi Hirsch, uh, by the way, was he a Cohen Levy? Oh, he was a Levy. Okay, so when Tzvi Hirsch a Levy, uh, Horowitz, the Chartikov Rebbe, okay, and Chartikov is in Poland, and this guy, Mayor Amschel, probably did not live at the same time, did he? Well, let's put it this way. Uh, you know, that uh, the Chortikov was the Avbezdin of Chortikov, and he took the position in 1726. Okay. And, of course, unfortunately, but he was Nifter in 1754. Aha! Uh-huh. So 20 and 73, well, 73 years old, Kanai and those times, very, very uh, amazing. <coughs> yes, 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 quite so, quite so. But here's the clincher. You see... If this person, Mayor Anshul, got married in the story, and the story took place with Mayor Amshul, then Mayor Amshul was 10 years old when Reb Tzvi Hershalevi Horowitz, the Chotok of Rebbe, was Nifta. Ow. Oh. But I heard you got married very young in those days. Yes, but I don't think that uh, got married before they were... Uh, uh, quite, you know, like at least bar mitzvah or something. Oh, oh, okay. Um, uh, so, um, what, wait a minute. It didn't happen with Anshul? Actually, I did my research. And it's so funny. In every place that I saw this story, they all seem to say the story happened with Maya Anshul. And that's another problem. Before I get to the problem problem that I solved. Yeah, go ahead, I'm listening. Well, you see... Uh, it happens to be that Maya Anschel was born in Frankfurt, Germany. Oh, and Chertikov, uh-oh, and Chertikov is in Poland. Uh-oh, so they never met each other? Oh, I don't know if they did or not, but like I said, right, he was a little boy. Oh, okay, and, and? Well, it's possible that they made a mistake because his father had a similar name. Really? Yeah, yeah. His father's name was Amshel Moshe. Um, Amshel Moshe? 
So one of his names was someone's father. Yes, yes, but I'm not going to go into the details of whether they named names that fathers had. You know, I'm not going to go into these different forests about it because that, then I would never get to the story. Uh, so you're going to tell the story? You're not going to tell the story because if the stira that the story cannot happen, uh, then, then why tell it? So just pick another story and tell the person that, yes, you know the story, but you're not going to tell it because it's controversial when it took place or whatever. Ha-ha! <laughs> so, nope, I'm going to tell the story. But I have a funny feeling... It happened with his father, like I said, not Maya Amshel, but it happened with his father, Amshel Moshe. Because uh, later in the story, when it says that the uh, quote, quote, I'm going to call him Amshel Moshe, got married, he left and he went to another place. And Germany is near Poland. So I have a funny feeling he went to Poland, he settled in Poland. And there in Poland. I get it. So there in Poland, uh, I mean, not in Poland, I mean, he went, uh, right. So he started out in Poland and then he went to Germany. And of course, in Germany, he had his son, Maya Amschel. Oh, wow. So you're going to tell the story because you want to say another version of the story based on your research. Yep, based on my research. Um, you know, because I have to do the story for tonight, so uh, there's one thing I didn't have a ch chance to find out, and that was how true the actual whole story is. But since it has a great lesson, it's worth telling because the lesson is phenomenal. And people should learn characteristics of people and how sensitive people can be. Okay, are you ready? I was ready an hour ago. Oh, really? I, I wasn't down here by the studio for before that. I know, I know, I know. Just kidding, 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 kidding. Okay, go ahead. Take it away. All right. So I'm going to tell this story, which obviously happened in the 1700s. And based on the ages and things like that, it probably happened around, I would say, 1730, 1740, something like that. Maybe earlier. But certainly... Not before 1726. It happened anyways between 1726 and I would say the 1730s or 40s because, <clears throat> uh, well, when you hear the story, you, you'll see why it couldn't happen too much later. Okay. Anyways, so <clears throat> this person, Amshul Moshe, which I'm not going to tell you the last name yet because I don't want to give it away because that will give away the story. Okay. <clears throat> Amshul Moshe was a very interesting person. He was a young Bacha. And he was looking to make some pranasa because his mishpacha was very, very poor. And he decided that he would go over and say the following. Um, I think that the best thing I could do is I could try to find a job with somebody that's really chashiv. Hmm, I just thought of something. Maybe I could get a job to be the shamish or help the chotkareva. Uh, Yes, I can help the great Sadik, Reb Tzvi Hirsch of Chotikov. Yeah, I could help him. Sure, sure, sure. And maybe uh, he'll give me room and board, and maybe he'll even pay me a little bit. I wonder. I wonder if he could do that. Um, okay, let me just go over to him and see. Uh, let me just come into the shul. Okay, I'm inside. Oh. That must be the rubber up front learning. I'll just sit down and I'll wait for him to finish. Ah, Shalom Aleichem, Vesmachtaich. 
How are you? How are you? How are you? I'm Baruch Hashem fine. I'm Baruch Hashem fine, 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 fine. Um, um, I don't want to interrupt your learning. Ah, oh, please. Please. I'm the Rav over here. If you are coming here, you probably want to see me. And if I continue learning without hearing what you're here for, then I won't be able to help you. You understand what I'm saying? Oh, okay. So I don't want to take away too much of the Rav's time. So, uh, you know, I'm just a young bacher. You know, I'm not too old, if you notice that. And, and, uh... Uh, I, I need some work. I'm very poor, and uh, you know, I'm I, I bored. And if you want to pay me, then it's okay too. Ah, you look like a fine bucher. I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to hire you. Yes, I'm going to hire you, and you are going to be my housebucher. Verstehst du? You understand? You'll be my housebucher, and you will help me to whatever I need. Oh. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And of course, a very beautiful, beautiful relation started that this person, uh, Amshil Moshe, proved to be a very Erlechabocha, and he was mamish serving the Rebbe for a very long time before he would get married. I don't mean a hundred years, but you know what I mean. It was be for a good couple of years until he was maritable age. But before that, Let's tell what went on. So the year that he was going to get engaged, a shidduch was read. And now I just want to tell you, there are various different versions of why the Rebbe had this money that was uh, uh, going to be stolen. Uh, well, wait a minute. I thought you're not telling us part of the story. No, no, no. Just this little part. But I'm not telling you how it got stolen, am I? Oh, no. Oh, that's part of the excitement of the story. That's right. Okay, so let me just tell you like this. You see, um, what he did was he, he had, uh, you know, like about 500 gold coins in his drawer, uh, one of his top drawers. Of course, there was a little lock on the drawer, but he had it in there, okay? And um, what happened is, is that there's, a, you know, like different versions of the story. One says he was saving that money for a nodden, for a dowry, for his daughter to get married, and there's other versions that he was saving it. He was holding it for very poor widows and orphans. And that's the version I like because that's a bigger mitzvah, a big schar to take care of the uh, monies that belong to Almonis and, and Yisaymen. Okay? And so that's uh, what he done. Anyway, this is a story going to have to do with uh, Pesach. Uh, you mean Pesach. Ah, uh, yeah, but everybody says Pesach. All right, so yes, it has to do with Chag Kosha Ah, Chag HaSameach. I mean, okay, yeah, it has to do with Pesach a little bit. Just a little bit. Oh, okay, go ahead. All right. Anyways, so let me tell you what happened. What happened was it was the year that he got engaged. And everybody was singing, Mazel Tov, Mazel Tov. And the Chazan was singing, and of course, you know, they were all happy and dancing and clapping. It was a wonderful Zach. And the Chotke de Rebbe, he loved uh, Anshul Moshe very, very much. He loved Anshul Moshe extremely much. And what happened was is that he went over and the Shotke Rebbe, he put aside money and he saved up some money and he made the chasana for this poor, uh, you know, uh, this poor bacha. This was not in a bacha anymore soon. Uh, this poor Anshel Moshe. 
So Anshul Moshe got married, and he was singing, and he was dancing. It was a beautiful, beautiful chasana. And of course, you know, of course, uh, the chuppah, it goes without saying, was very respectable. Choshev Rabbonim was saying the brochas. And of course, the Masada Kedushin was none other. I know, I know, the child's got a rabbi, right? Oh, that's right. He was the rabbi. And meanwhile, what happened was is, he finally said to the to rabbi, and he was a little older now, he's not more a bacher anymore, he was a little bit older, and he said, rabbi, I just want to tell you that, you know, my wife and I decided that we are going to go to Germany and we're going to be in Frankfurt and we're going to open up a small grocery store. Okay, Bez Hashem. And we hope that that way we'll be able to have Parnasseh and I hope to be able to do some learning also because Bez Hashem, you know, until customers come, my wife could watch the store. And then, you know, uh, you know, you understand what I mean? Of course, of course. It's a wonderful idea. I like this very much. I wish you much brocha vehat slocha. And so, sure enough, it was a few months before Pesach of that year. And he left and he moved out. And it was sad to see him go because he was such a great servant. And the people were saying, I remember when my tati dropped the coffee and slipped out of his hand because, you know, he was so involved in learning a Tysus, and suddenly my tati jumped up and he said, Whoa, so that's Tysus is her answer. And when my father did that, he forgot that he was holding coffee and it spilled all over. And there was Anshulmashim. Within a flash of a second, before you could snap your fingers, he was there. And he was cleaning up the place and he was helping out as fast as possible so the Chotkavarema, my Tati, could not uh, uh, waste any time from his learning. Yeah, I remember that too. And of course, everybody was reminiscing what they remembered. And now we got to go to speed up a couple of months. And there was in uh, Frankfurt, Germany... There was, of course, um, Amshel Moshe and his wife, and they established the grocery store. And some people were coming back from their visits to Frankfurt. Rabbi, I want to tell you something. I bumped into Asher Anshel. I mean, uh, Moshe Anshel. I mean, Amshel Moshe. Oh, my altar servant. My Heisbacher, ja, 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 ja. No, you saw Angel Moshe, no, what's to say? How is he? How is he? How's everything by by Angel Moshe? Everything is good. Yeah, yeah, he's a grocery store. It's very successful. Ah, very successful. It's Kevaldig. And of course, everybody in Rabzvi Hirsch's house, they heard this report that his grocery store was doing very well. They were very happy. Although in the back of their minds, they were thinking, yeah, I wonder how he got so good with his grocery store. He wasn't such a rich man. My tati gave him room and board. He gave him a little bit of money, but not a lot. Maybe the college side had some money. I don't know. And people were speculating. And meanwhile, they were getting ready that year for Pesach. Pesach! Okay, whenever I say Pesach, you're going to correct me say Pesach. Whenever you say Pesach, I'm going to correct you for Pesach. Let's understand. It's Chag a Pesach. 
And just the fact is that we all get carried away and say it the way most of us does. Because, you know, the Hasidim pronounce it Paisach. Okay? And uh, Litvak say it's uh, Pesach, but it's really Pesach. Okay, but anyways, you know what we mean. I think so. Okay, can I go further? Yeah, I I think so. Okay, good. So, Baruch Hashem. So, what ended up happening was as follows. You know, he was moving along. And the house was getting ready for Pesach. And then there were some almunis that came a few months before that, of course. Actually, it depends. If you mix all the versions together, at least a year or so before this incident was about to happen, there were some almunis that came. Rebbe, I must ask you for a special time. Yes, Rebbe. I'm very poor, and I live in a small little room that I rent, and I do some housekeeping here and there for other people, and I'm trying to save up money so one day I'll be able to marry off my kleiner Kindler. So Rebbe, I was wondering, since I don't have any place, would the Rebbe have a place where he can hold my money for me? Sure, of course, no problem at all. Let's write out a little star here. Uh, give me how much? 50 gold coins. Okay, good, good, good. Okay, I will put it in a safe place. Zorg sich nicht, don't worry. Okay, very good. And of course, the Rebbe, he would put it in that top drawer that had a lock on it. And he wasn't worried that people were going to break into his house just like that because... There was always somebody home. The Rebbe really hardly ever went away from the house. And if he went away from the house, his wife was home, the kinderlach were home. There's always somebody there in the house. And that's the way it was. And meanwhile, other Yisoyimim and and Almanis came and said, Excuse me, Rebbe, but my parents are not living anymore. Unfortunately, they died from the uh, illness that was going around last year. And I'm trying to save up money because one day I'm going to have to get married, you know. So I was wondering, I don't have a place that's safe. Could the rabbi hold my money? Sure, nicht nur kein Scheile. A mitzvah, a chesed, a vada, a vada. Come here, come here, come here. Let's fill out this form over here. Very good. Okay, and when you want it and you need it, you let me know and I will give it to you. And eventually... He accumulated over there in his drawer in a special pouch. And this special pouch, I must tell you, had a very interesting signia. It had the initials from the Rebbe on it and had a nice design, a few Yiddish lecha phrases here and there. It was a cute, you know, design. I believe it was his wife who made him that special bag. Anyways, he used this to put all the money in and he kept it in his drawer. And he locked it, and he kept the key. Of course, secretly hidden. One day, it was, you know, about a month before Pesach. And he said, We had so many people for guests uh, doing the mitzvah machnes oirach. We never had a chance to clean up the house properly for Pesach. I think this year I'm going to have to hire a, 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 a... to help out in the house. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, we'll have to ask recommendations because I don't want to take Stamazay any shiksa. You know what I mean? We have to have a goyeta 
then the Goyeta has to be an honest person. Yes, 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 yes. And so, sure enough, he has recommendations, and people recommended a certain guy. And this guy came over and said, I'm here. What is it that you want me to do? Huh? I can do whatever you want. I'm not afraid of work. Just because I look older, it doesn't mean that I'm lazy, okay? And I'm honest as can be. You can trust me. You can ask all the references of the people that I did work for. I'm very honest. I'm telling you the truth. I'm a very, very honest lady. Okay? And because, you know, I, I, I have to keep occupied, so I do this work, you know? And my fa my husband's a farmer, and so we, we have what we need, you know? I, 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 so you don't have to worry. I, I won't take anything. Okay? If you want, you can watch me all the time. <laughs> I'm going to try to trust you. Okay? Very good. Here, start with this room over here. I want you to clean up uh, my office over here, okay? Okay, because I need to see people here, so this should be the first room you clean. Uh, all right, okay, not a problem. Uh, oh, oh my goodness gracious, uh, the rabbi went out of the room. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't she afraid they're going to catch her on camera? <clears throat> in those days, in the 1700s, you see, they didn't have any cameras. At least, not the video cameras that you're talking about. Hidden cameras to see what they're doing. I don't remember. <laughs> Let's see now. Cleaning up over here. Okay, dust a Wow, this rabbi has so many books. They must be holy books. <laughs> all righty, all right, all right. Okay, let me clean his desk over here. La da dee da 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 da. La da dee da da da. What was that word he used? Uh, chummets, right? Chummets. Okay, must be some chummets around here. Um, um, I'll just clean out his drawers. Ah, uh, uh, just more papers over here. Sure, nothing over here. Oh, oh what is this over here? What is this? A, a locked drawer. Let me see, it's open. No, it's not open. How am I supposed to get in there to clean? Ow, 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 ow. Hmm, very interesting. Okay, um... Maybe I could pick the lock or something. See what's in it. What's he got in there so valuable? What, he got a golden toothpick or something? <laughs> maybe, maybe he has an asterisk. Oh, no, that's the other yontif. Uh, oh, sorry, right. Oh, let me see what he got here. Uh, let's see. Rum -de -dum -dum. Uh, I can't open it. Oh, what am I going to do? Uh, wait a minute. He has to have a key around here somewhere. Ah, I got an idea. I got an idea. Ah, yes, 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 yes. Oh, what an idea. Oh, fantastic, fantastic. Um, all right. Uh, did you clean everything in there? Uh, 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 Margaret, did you clean everything? Oh, yeah, sure, come in here. Uh, there's a few things I couldn't do. Oh, yes, what is it, what is it, what couldn't you do? Well, uh, first of all, um, I, I, I couldn't clean that drawer because, you know, what was that word you had, chummets? Chummets, chummets, chummets. Uh, yeah, I, I couldn't check it for chummets, 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 uh, because uh, the door is locked. If you want to open it, you know, and then I clean it while you're here, and then you can close it back. It's a very good idea. And did you clean under this mat? 
I forgot to tell you to clean. Ow, ow, was I supposed to pick it up? Uh, yes, uh, you didn't? Oh, Baruch Hashem. Excuse me? And Baruch Hashem, she doesn't know what Baruch Hashem means. Oh, let me try to slip it away. Oh, did you clean over there? Uh, where's over there? Oh, I see something in a reflection off of that window of the break front. <laughs> He's staking something from underneath the map. Hmm, I, I wonder what it was. What am I supposed to see? Oh, never mind, never mind. Okay, let's see. I'm going to open up the drawer. I have the key with me over here. <laughs> okay, now let me take a look inside. No, I don't think there's any hummets here. You don't see any crumbs, do you? Let me take a closer look. Hmm. I wonder what that little bag is underneath over there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, could you move this over so I could see? Oh, yeah, sure, sure. <coughs> How was that? And that's fine. Uh-huh. Hmm. I heard some clinging. Must be some coins in there. Oh, that's why he has it locked. <laughs> <coughs> a little dusty over here. Let me clean it out. Okay, there we go. Uh, now we close it up. <coughs> uh, all right, all right. Uh, it's done. Oh, okay. Uh, clean under the mat. I moved the mat over here. Okay, can clean the rest of the desk. All right, thank you. All right, all right. Uh, you finished for today? It took you so long? Uh, well, you know, it's, it's a, a very used room. All right, all right. Okay, you come back tomorrow again? Uh, sure, whenever you want. Oh, okay, very good, very good. I see you then tomorrow, okay? Uh, yes, yes, Rabbi, I see you again tomorrow. Well, so that must be it. Under the mat is the key to the drawer. <laughs> All right, I know what I have to do, but I cleaned this room already. How am I going to get... Ah, I'm a smart lady. I'll figure it out. And sure enough, the next day came. And what happened on the next day was pretty amazing. She came by. All right, all right. Very good. Okay. Uh, this time I want you to clean the hallway over there. Oh, that's great. It's near the office. <laughs> and uh, over there, okay. And, and, you know, and then you clean that room over there. And then you work your way around, okay? So this way around. And this way, and then keep a cheshbon of everything, okay? And the hours that you're working so I can pay you properly. Oh, no problem at all. No problem. All right, let's see now. Let's, uh, uh, the rabbi is there in the office. How am I going to get in the office while he's in the office? Uh, wait a minute. Wow, this is too good to be true. Rebbe, Rebbe, it's an emergency. It's an emergency. All right, it's an emergency. What kind of emergency? I hope it's not an emergency to go to the bathroom. <laughs> I mean, the floor is still wet over there, you know. I washed the floor. I mean, I mean, what's oh, 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 what's going on here? Oh, 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 I see. I, 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 he's asking him something. It's a, it's, it's a big emergency, Rebbe. Rebbe, in the Schlachtois, we have a big shiler, okay? Um, the Schlachtois, they shechted something, but he, he, before he continues and to, to take care, to give the meat to the butcher, he wants to ask you shiler because it might be that the Schritte wasn't good properly, you know what I'm saying? You could, but you have to look at it. All right, all right, all right, calm down. Zorgdesnisch. Everybody, if it's, if it's strafe, it's costing a lot of money. Don't worry. If it's strafe, then it's strafe. You'd rather have money lost than Neshama's lost, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. Okay, look again, look again. Oh, this is too good to be true. The rabbi left, and everybody's occupied doing something else. Mm-hmm. I know exactly what I can do. I gotta do this real fast. Okay, they're all over there. Um, Let me just sneak into the room. Oh. <laughs> 
Okay, uh, close the door here. Let me go over to the map. What about fingerprints, Rabbit? Fingerprints. Yussie, yussie, yussie. They didn't have fingerprinting in those days. No cameras, no fingerprinting. Oh, okay, got got a while. This is so exciting. Go ahead. I, I know what's going to happen. That's but, 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 okay, I'll, 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 I'll try to be calm. Yes, please do. Please do. All right. And so she came over to the desk. All right, now I just have to pick up this placement here. Here it is, the key. Okay. <laughs> There's the sack. Let me take it out. Put it in my shirt over here. Close up my shirt real good. <laughs> Puff up my shirt so they can't tell I have something there. Okay, let me lock the door and put the key exactly back where it was. And that's exactly what she did. And then finally she was finished all the Pesach cleaning. Everything was fine and dandy, and the rabbit continued his learning, and the rabbit continued answering his shyness, and Ansel Moshe continued running his grocery store, except, of course, it was a little bit different. Uh, all right, all right, I think we have everything just right for Pesach. Okay, all the Chametz Gazachins were either sold already, or if they can't sell it to anybody else that might need it before Pesach, so I think I have it in that little room over there, but as Hashem, when I sell the Chametz to the Rav in the shtetl here of Frankfurt, okay, when I sell it, <clears throat> I guess, uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll rent that area. Uh, you know, I'll follow all the halachas as I've been daft. Yeah, 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 that's what I'm going to do. Okay, uh, my dear wife. Uh, okay, let me invite her. All right, yeah, okay. Um, okay, uh, let's see what we can do. Okay, uh, put up the sign. Uh, only kosher products being sold. Okay, very good. I, I think I have everything. And sure enough, his store was selling Pesadik. And then it came the night of Badika's Chomish. Padam, padam, padam. Da -da -dum. Uh, Rabbi Yashimin. Oh, you did that better than me. Okay, very good. Okay, anyways, so that was the night of Pesach. No, it was not the night of Pesach. The night of Bedikas Chomets night. Did I say Pesach by mistake? I don't know. We can rewind. No, we have no time for that. Okay, whatever it is, we're talking about the night of Bedikas Chomets. So here we go. It was the night of Bedikas Chomets. And they dove in my room. And he said, All right, everybody gather around. I'm going to go over now. And I'm going to start the search for the Chomets. Uh, Reisler, you put away all the ten pieces of bread? I did, Tati. Oh, very good. Okay. Lama Gaim weiter. All right. Uh, here we go. Okay. And Lama Gaim weiter. Okay. Borichatu. And of course, he made the bracha, I'll be your Chomets. And he was going with the candle and the feathers. And of course, they had to be very, very careful in those days. I mean, nowadays it's much easier to do it with a feather. And a lot of boys can say that if it's a place where if you use a candle in the feather and the candle might catch something on fire, then you could use a flashlight. Okay? But anyways, most of us clean our houses pretty good before we do the big Yishomers because one of the reasons that you put on the 10 pieces of bread, one of the reasons, there's many others, but I don't have time to go into it, but one of the reasons is just, just in case you didn't have any Yishomers around, so we don't want your brach to be levatolos so that you should be able to find something. And that's why we don't tell 
tell the person where the chametz is, and whoever hides the ten pieces, they should remember where they put it also. So there should be no chametz sho'ova ala Pesach on Pesach. Okay, so now back to the story. Uh, okay, go ahead. Uh, I am. Okay. All right, let's go search. And he was searching all around the house. And of course, there was silence. Nobody talks during Bia Chometz. Not a lot of talk. Of course, if you talk before you search, you have to make the bracha again. But if you talked after this, the, the search started, uh, you, you, you don't make another bracha, but, you know, you should, just shouldn't talk. And finally, he comes into his study, which was the last room that he was going to search. He goes into the study. And he looks around and looks around, and he finally finds the last of the ten pieces of bread. And, of course, he had to clean it up very good with the feather. You know, nowadays, most of the people that put out the ten pieces of bread, they put it in a little saran wrap or a little foil or something. Then uh, they didn't have that, so you know, they had to clean the crumbs also to make sure it was good. And so he did. And then the Rav said, Ah, Boruch Hashem, I give all the gazach. I searched the ganze high schooler. And Gunish Ketrefen, except for the ten pieces of bread. It's the only thing I found. Very good. Okay. Now, oh, you know, there's one thing I, I forgot to do. There's one thing I do always. I check it once a year. Uh, like the night of Bidikas Chomets. I check it. Uh, I know there's no Chomets in it because I usually keep it locked. Nobody goes to it and everything. All right. I think the last time I went to this draw might have been... Uh, a month ago, two months ago, whatever. Yeah, could be. Anyways, all right. Um, hmm, interesting. Okay, no, no. Let me take the key. All right. Let me put it in the lock. All right. Let me put my hand inside the drawer. Tati, make sure there's no mousetrap. Don't worry. Uh, one second. One second. Let me pull out the drawer more. Oh, there's me. It's not here. It's not here. It's not here. Uh, what's not here? What's not here? Uh, um, the pecola, the 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 the, the pouch, in my my pouch, my insignia. It's not here. It, 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 there's five hundred gold coins. It's not mine. It's not mine. It belongs to the Soimim and Almunis. What are we going to do? Where is it? Who could have taken it? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. The drawer was locked. Everybody saw the drawer was locked. Yes. Yes, the drawer was locked. Yes, Tati, the drawer was locked. Yes, Tati, the drawer was locked. Yeah, the drawer was locked. Oy, where's Mir? Oy, where's Mir? Oy, 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 oy. The drawer was locked. Wait a minute. Let me look at the lock. Nope, it doesn't look like somebody tried to break in. Oy, where's Mir? This is not very good. Not very good at all. I don't like what I'm seeing here. Oy, oy, oy. I'm going to close up the drawer. Who could have taken it? That can't be the cleaning lady, can it? Well, you were standing here when the cleaning lady came. That's right, you were there when the cleaning lady came. Matter of fact, you were standing over when she cleaned the drawer. And then you relocked the drawer. Excuse me, uh, she took the key. Yassi, Yassi, they don't hear you all the way back then. Oh, but it's your story, anything can happen. Yes, yes, but that's not what happened. Oh, uh, okay, if I was telling the story, I, I would make it happen. That's why you're not telling the story, because then the story would be over one, two, three. Okay, so anyway, so they had no inkling how the cleaning lady uh, got the thing, and they figured like this, there's nobody that could have done it, as far as they concerned. But somebody did get in here. 
So who could it be? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Uh, Nas can be. Uh, Tati is very possible, you know. And that's right, uh, Tati. Yeah, she's right. Oh, yes. I think I know what they're thinking about. It could have been maybe the Yetzirah got to Asha Anshul. I mean, not Asha Anshul, Rabbi Herbs. It's it's Anshul Moshe. Oh, yes, Anshul Moshe. Maybe the Yetzirah got to Anshul Moshe. Maybe he took it. Because after all, he was your high spoker for a good number of years. And he knew everything about this house. And he knew where everything is. And Mustafa, since he served you and he was in this room many, many times, he probably saw and knew where you put the key. He probably was the one that took it. After all, think about it. Where did he get the money to go over and start a beautiful grocery business that being Matzliach? Well, anything is possible. He could have started off with a little money, he could have borrowed, and then Hashem is working I don't understand. Uh, what's going on there? You know, we, we can't do this just like that. We have to have real evidence. You know, circumstantial evidence is not a, a way to make a psak in, in, in toy way. You know what I mean? Somebody has to see. There has to be evidence. There has to be proof that he took it. Ay, 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 ay. What can we do? Well, Tati, when you think about it, you know, this money doesn't belong to us. It belongs to Almanus. It belongs to Yusayimim. Orphans and widows. What are you going to tell them when they ask for the money that they need it? Are you going to tell them it was stolen? Have no idea who? How could you tell them they'll be broken hearted? You're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. All right, all right. Tomorrow, Erev Yontif, I know what I have to do. I'm going to go to Frankfurt, Germany, and I'll speak to uh, Anshul Moishe. I'm sure there's a misunderstanding of some sort. I'm pretty positive of it, okay? I'm going to, I'm going to, you know what I mean? I, I'm going to do it. I'm going to go. And sure enough, the next day, the Rav went to Frankfurt, Germany. And he went over to where Anshul Moshe was, where his grocery store was. Oh, it's Givaldic. Givaldic. Uh, he's only selling Pesadic items already. Ah, oh, very good, very good. Well, he's supposed to anyways. Oh, he's going to probably close soon because soon as the ma- his mom... Uh, let me go inside. Oh, Rebbe, wow, it's Erev Pesach. What, what, what would the Rebbe be doing over here? Uh, the Rebbe came special to my grocery store because you want to buy some kosher Pesach food? Skivaldic, I appreciate it, but Rebbe, don't you have to answer a lot of shilas over there? People have last-minute shilas. I remember when I used to work for you, uh, people always had the shilas. Uh, yes, 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 yes. It's true, so I'll make this very brief. Rebbe, Rebbe, you don't look so happy to see me. I'm very happy to see you. Why aren't you happy to see me? Is there something wrong? Well, I don't want to beat around the bush. Um, There's no customers here right now, so I'm going to tell you the way it is. I need to know the truth, okay? You know, once a year, I check to see if I have the money. Oh, yeah, 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 the the money that you have for the Almanis and the assignment. Sure, it's in your top drawer. There's no doubt about it. It's locked up. Por Hashem, you keep it on the lock and key. Good thing. And there's always somebody in the house. Yes, yes, yes. But you know the night the Bedikas Chomets, that was last night. Uh, yes, yes, yes. And you know what I do? Yeah, sure. Tradition is you go over to the drawer, you open it up, make sure the money is still there. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Well, this year I went and I opened the drawer. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
And I opened the drawer. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 yeah. And the money wasn't there. What? What do you mean the money wasn't there? It was gone. It was gone? Who could have taken it? Well, that's what I'm here for. Uh-oh. The Rebbe suspects me. I never took that money. I wasn't even there at the time. Hmm. Well. Huh. He suspects me. I'm sure of that. Um, uh, um. Uh, well, what's the reason why you came here? I'll pretend I don't know. Uh, what's the reason you came here, Rebbe? Well, you see, the rest of my family knows that the only other person that knows where the key is was you. Oh, 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 oh I get it. See, your family thinks that I took it? But how could I? Well, the door is not broken, meaning the lock is not broken. It doesn't look like it was jimmied open. The only way was if somebody had a key. And besides me, you're the only one that knew where the key is. So, uh... But Rebbe doesn't suspect me. I don't know what I'm going to do. How am I going to answer all these Yisoyimim? Oh, I see. Well, give me a moment. Uh, <clears throat> let me speak to my wife for a second. Well, if you think it's the right thing to do and make your Rav happy... I'm asking him to go along. Uh, 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 all right. Rebbe, I'm very, very sorry. I have Harata. Um, uh, before I left, the Yates Sahara got a hold of me. Um, and I'm not sure if I did a Dan or them, but uh, one time, uh, I guess when you weren't nearby and I happened to be there, maybe I came for a visit. I don't remember exactly. But, um, <coughs> um, 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 so that's it. That's how your grocery was so prosperous, huh? So you did take the money. You face me, I can't believe that I kept in my house a little gun. I mean, I'll never do this again. Really, really, Rebbe, I won't be doing it again. You'll, you'll, you'll see, I'll never do it again. I learned my lesson. I mean, the answer got a hold of me for this one time. Hmm. I'm glad you're ready to do tshuva. <laughs> because, you know, I wouldn't believe you if you said no. Because you're always so honest by me. So if you're saying yes and you're being moided that you stole it, that means you're ready to do tshuva. I accept, and I will be moichel you. Okay, so go and and bring the money. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll be right back. Uh, what am I gonna do here now? Uh, I don't have this money. Uh, let me see what I got. Let me get this here. Got all the savings, all the money. Okay, I got two hundred uh, gold coins. Uh, you know what I'll do? I'll give him the two hundred gold coins now, and then when I have a chance, I'll. Uh, when he's not around, I'll mortgage things and I'll sell things and I'll pawn things and, and I'll give him the rest of the money. Yeah, 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 that's what I'm going to do. And so, sure enough, that's what he did. And the Rav was Michaelim. He went back and he told that he, you know, he had a, a little fight with the Yates Zahara and he lost the battle and I mean, he's not going to do it again. He returned the money. Right now he has 200 gold coins. The rest of the 300 he's going to pay back very shortly. He's just going to take a little money. He's going to pay it in payments. And of course they thought, ah, well, they were right. They all thought they were right. Sure, he used it because of course, and no, no doubt about it, he needed, you know, uh, to make the store prosper. So he used the money for that. Big Yates Zahara. And that's what they thought. And so one year passed by, and of course all the money was paid up already by then. Two years passed by, and a third year passed by. And after the third year, this maid that was there, Margaret, she went to her husband, 
And she said, Yuri, Yuri, it's three years already. Don't you think it's time that we could spend the money? Nobody will suspect the thing. Yeah, okay, you're right. But we can't spend it all at one time, okay? Okay. Well, you know what? We should celebrate a little bit. Let me take one gold coin, and let's gather our friends. And what happens if they ask you where you get the gold coin? I'll say you found it. Oh, okay, that's, that's reasonable. Yeah, okay, okay. And so they went to the tavern, and the bartender said, Fool! You come here to pay up your bill? Finally? I'll not give you another drink unless you pay up. <laughs> You'll take this gold coin and uh, take off what I owe you, and with anything left over, give me plenty of vodka. Whoa, where you get this? You're a poor peasant farmer. Uh, I found it on the road. Uh, you know what I mean? It didn't have any, uh, you know, signs or anything. It was, it was, you know, like, free for all, so I took it. Oh, very nice, very nice. Good, 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 good. <clears throat> and we did a second night. And he did a third night. And this way, when he did a third night, the bartender got a little nervous. Oh, this is not very good. Where can he get something like this? I don't think so. I'm going to go and see Porus, uh, the Porritz. I'm going to see the Duke over there. Uh, yes, I mean Count, whatever his name is. The Porus, the Count. Yes, the Count. Count Potatsky. Okay, I'm going to go see him. And Count Potatsky said, Really? Very interesting. All right, I'll find out more about this. You're right. I know who you're talking about. That person, Yuri, he doesn't know how to make any money. Any money he has, he goes and uses it to buy drinks. No, 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 no. I'll have my men take care of this. And sure enough, the pirates had his men call over Yuri and his wife. All right, Yuri, tell me something. Where did you get the gold coins? I mean, I had one gold coin three nights ago. My wife found it. She got good luck lately. And yesterday she found one. And tonight she found one. So, why is that unusual? She has such good luck. I don't believe you. I don't believe you have such good luck. Tell me the truth. Where you got these gold coins? I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know. All right. Uh, uh, George, come here. Peter, come here. Uh, tie him up to that post over there. And give me the whip. I'll teach him to tell the truth. What are you talking about? I am telling you the truth. What are you doing to my husband? I'm going to beat the truth out of him. Give me the whip. <coughs> Tell me the truth. Ow, 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 ow. Uh, I'm telling you, my wife found it. <coughs> and my wife found it. Oh, stop beating my husband so much. Okay, okay, okay. Stop, 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 stop. I'll, I'll tell you, I'll tell you how we got the money. Oh. <laughs> How did you get the money? I, I found it. Oh, yeah, you found it? <laughs> oh! I'll tell you. I'll tell you where we got the money. Okay. Where did you get the money? Uh, uh, my wife found it. Oh, yeah? <laughs> and sure enough, they beat him so much, the final wife said, All right, all right, all right, I'll tell you the real truth. Um, 
I, I was working three years ago as a maid for the rabbi of Chertikov, uh, which is in your jurisdiction. Uh, uh, and and I, I saw where you hit the key, uh, top drawer, and I opened it and I smuggled away a whole bag of money. Really? And where is this money now? Uh, 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 we buried it in our backyard. Aha. So we keep your husband here tied up and you show my men where this money is. And sure enough, she led them to where the money was. And she dug up over there where the money was hidden in a box, but in the same satchel. And they looked at it and they brought it to the Poritz. Emperor Patotsky said, So, I know for sure this has to be the rabbi. You're not Jewish, are you, Margaret? Uh, no, no, no. And neither are you, Yuri, are you? How? Oh, ah, no, 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 no. Ah, so this is the rabbi's pouch. All right, you two, for your crime that you did, <laughs> you will be thrown into my dungeon. Throw them in the dungeon. And sure enough, those two were thrown into the dungeon. Meanwhile, meanwhile, what happened was as follows. Let me tell you. It was, you know, <laughs> it was a quite an interesting scene because everybody knows if the poet sends for the rabbi, that usually means trouble. Although Patatsky lately was not making trouble for the Eden. And so Patatsky sent two soldiers and they came and they knocked on the Rav's door. And the Rav or his wife, the Rebbitson, opened the door. Yes, can I help you, please? Oh, my goodness. You're two soldiers from the pirates. Is there something I can do for you? Yes, there is something that you can do. The pirates Patotsky, Count Patotsky, wants to see your husband within 24 hours. Oh, oh, okay. I'll tell my husband. And she went over and told her husband. And her husband started thinking. Why, where's Mir? 24 hours? That means could be bad news. 24 hours, they, they want to make sure I have no excuse why not to show up. What could happen? I, have a, I hope it's not a pogrom. I hope they're not going to try to accuse us for something. Whatever it is, I'll arrange that the hillum should be said, and I will go. And sure enough, the truck of the river, Horowitz Halevi, went to the pirates. And the pirates looked at him and said, Ah, Rabbi, uh, don't look at me like that. No, 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 don't give that look, Rabbi. Is there something you're accusing us of? Is that why you call me? No, if I accuse you of something, I would bring you here myself. I would have my soldiers, I was that when you slap you. Ah, but that's not the case. I want to ask you a question. Um, About three years ago, uh, did you lose... Uh, um, like 500 gold coins? Uh, how does he know about this? Um, well, uh, uh... Perhaps it was an oath. It is possible that it was stolen? Uh, yes, it's possible. I'm not going to tell him Osha Anshul took it, and he gave me back the money. Why? Um, um, yes, it, it was stolen, but it, it was returned. Returned, really? Hmm, that's a kind of strange thing. I don't know who returned it. Maybe somebody had mercy on you, didn't want to see you suffer, 
and gave you money from their own pocket. <laughs> really? Somebody would do that? That would a lot of money. 500 gold coins is a lot. I know. Uh, wait over here. I'm not going anywhere. Okay. And a few moments later, he comes out with this satchel, and he throws it onto the table. Boom! Do you recognize this? What? That's my satchel. That's where I put the 500 gold coins. Where did you find this? Where did you find it? First of all, let me just empty this out. And he emptied out, and he said, Over here on the table now is uh, 497 gold coins. Three of the gold coins were spent, unfortunately. But, but I don't understand. I mean, I can't tell them why I don't understand. Um, how, how did you find it? How did you, how did you get this? <laughs> Wait here a minute, I will show you. And another minute later, he came in where they were dragging these two prisoners that he had. Uh, uh, you recognize this lady? Huh, that's Margaret. Margaret, what's the matter? What happened? I'm sorry, Rabbi. Um, uh, um, um, the, the, the worst of me got a hold of me. I, I see that you're in a dungeon, uh, the way you are looking at everything. What happened? Uh, well, Rabbi, um, I, I saw from a reflection off of the break front, I, I saw where you had the key to the drawer. And then that day when you went to answer a question about the slaughterhouse, um, I snuck into your room, I quickly opened the drawer, put the key back exactly where it was, and I stole the money. You did this? You're the one that did it? Yes, Rabbi. I won't do it again. Oh, don't worry, Rabbi. She won't do it again. She's going to be in my dungeon for a very long time with her husband. <laughs> they both uh, meant to hide it for a while, and then when everything calmed down, they expected to use it. That's what their real intention was. I see. Very interesting. Oh, boy, oh, boy. I can't believe this. I thank you. I thank you for returning this money. I appreciate it. I'm sure you won't mind that it's missing three gold coins. At least you got uh, 497 back. Yes, yes, yes. Not a problem. Not a problem. I appreciate it. I must thank Hashem Yisbor, who made you the shliach, to have the money returned. You're welcome, Rabbi. Have a good day. I'm glad I was able to help out. Uh, me too. Baruch Hashem, it wasn't for a bad thing. I can't believe what happened. He got the money back. I can't believe what happened. This is unbelievable. But wait a minute. But Ansel Moshe said that he had this. Ansel Moshe. I cannot believe it. I cannot believe this. It's unbelievable. Ansel Moshe, he put up the money. I don't understand. I don't understand. Can't believe it. I can't believe it. Unbelievable. And so, sure enough, he went back. He told his family what happened. Everybody seemed to forget about the money and forget about that it was Usher Ansel that supposedly stole it. Not Usher Ansel, Ansel Moshe. And the Rav, obviously, he couldn't rest until he went to uh, Ansel Moshe. And he came to Ansel Moshe. So tell me, why? Why did you uh, not tell me the truth? You didn't steal the money. I got everything, and here's the money back for you. Uh, what? What was the Rav talking about? Here is all the 500. 497 plus the 3 I'm replacing. You know, you gave 500 
gold coins from your own money. Where do you get it from? If you didn't steal it, which obviously you didn't. Uh, what are you talking about? I, 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 I told you I stole it. And, and listen to me. We found out now who the real thieves is. It was Margaret, the cleaning lady. She took it. Now listen to me very carefully. Listen to me very, very carefully. I want to know right now. Where did you get this money? Well, um, I must tell the Rob the truth, so I will. I'll tell the Amos. Um, the 200 gold coins is what we had saved up, and then I just pawned, after the Rebel left, I pawned things that I had and sold things, and then gradually, anyways, as my business was growing, I, I was able to buy back things. I see. I see. You know you are a very trustworthy man. You did this all because... Uh, well, I saw the anguish in the Rav's face, and I didn't want the Rebbe to be feeling so sorry and, 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 and go Sugar trying to figure out how you're going to get the money to pay back all these orphans and, and these uh, these widows and everything, all these Yisoyimim and, 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 Yisoyimim and, and, and Almanis and you know what I mean? So I, I, I didn't want to see you suffer, so <coughs> I took the blame and I paid you so you know the Rav could be smiling again. Oh, yes. I'm smiling again, but I'm smiling for a different reason, because I see what a halig in the shama you have. Anshul Moshe, I'm giving you a brocha that Hashem Yisbor should open up the shemaim. Your son and your grandchildren should be very well to do and be able to continue helping Klal Yisrael. And sure enough, let me tell you something, Kindalach, and everybody else that's listening out there to Chamber Radio, let me tell you something. His brocha came through when Anshul Moshe's son, um, uh, <laughs> when his son, that is, Meir Amshel, and his five sons, now he had, you know, quite a number of children, uh, Meir Amshel, but five of his sons went into the banking business, and the banking business spread around to Europe, and they were well-to-do, and they helped a lot. In there many stories about this Meir Amshel, and if you didn't guess it yet, this Meir Anshel from Frankfurt, Germany, was the famous Meir Anshel Rothschild. And Anshel Moshe was Anshel Moshe Rothschild, the father. So based on the fact that I checked the time frames of the time years and everything when people lived, I know that there are a lot of people that you know attribute that this story was with Meir Anshel, but the timeline of the dates and everything shows it probably, most likely, happened with his father, Anshul Maisha. Oh boy, yeah, the time is up. Time to say goodbye. Okay, go right ahead. Everybody have a wonderful Shabbos, and if I don't see you again or speak to you again, have a wonderful Chag Kosher Yes, Chag Kosher